are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. You know, most people are like the fellow that I heard. I think about this every time I teach on him. I heard the story about the man that the phone was ringing. He answered it, and the fellow was pretty upset on the other end, and he said, I want to talk to someone around there with a little authority. And this guy said, well, just go ahead and talk to me. He said, I got about as little as anybody. <laughs> so, you know, that's the way some of us have been. We thought, well, we've got about as little authority as anybody, and we just never gain any authority. We're just here in the earth, just poor worms in the dust, just whatever comes our way is just what we'll receive. Well, that's kind of been engrafted into religious tradition down through the years. But I'm here to tell you the Bible doesn't teach that. Authority is delegated to the body of Christ. Jesus stood on the mountain in the 28th chapter of Matthew as he stood there before he ascended to the Father. He said, all power is given to me both in heaven and earth. Then he said, now you go in my name. He delegated that authority, all power, all authority, and he delegated it to the believer. And we need to see that. Now, here in Second Peter, we're back in Second Peter, we kind of took a side trip there, but it'll be good for us. You notice that Peter says grace and peace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. Now, it's through knowledge that grace and peace is multiplied. How? Through the knowledge of God. Now, remember Jesus said, if you continue my word, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You're going to have to stay in the word of God to gain the knowledge of the truth. Now, when you gain the knowledge of the truth, then that truth and that knowledge will multiply God's willingness to you. Now, I want to say that again. When you gain the knowledge of God and the truth about God, it will multiply God's willingness on your behalf. Now, someone might say, well, now, do you mean to say that God's not willing now? Oh, yes, God's willing now, all right. But if you don't know about it, how could you believe for it? Now, let me show you something. Let me point something out to you. You cannot believe any further than you have knowledge. Now, you understand that. That's easy to understand. If you didn't know about certain situations, you couldn't enter into it. I mean, they could be giving away $100 bills down at the First National Bank. If you didn't know about it, it wouldn't be any benefit to you, would it? You'd have to have the knowledge of it. So if you don't have knowledge of something, you're not likely to ever enter into it. See, there are people that believe that healing passed away. When the last apostle died, that there was no more healing and that there are no more prophets. You see, we've got a lot of churches that are really, literally, non-profit organizations. They don't believe in prophets anymore. They think all the prophets died. <laughs> well, they're non-profit organizations where they don't believe in prophets. Now, the prophet of God operates by the Spirit of God. And the Bible said the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Certainly there are still prophets today because the Bible says in Ephesians 4 that he gave gifts to the church, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. Well, if the saints are not perfected yet, there are still prophets in the land. And we need to know that. Now, that's a little off the subject, but I'll just throw that in. Now, notice here, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. 
In other words, God's willingness is multiplied when you gain the knowledge of God and know how God operates, and God operates through faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, the Bible says. Now, you know, we ought to look at that pretty strong, because if the prayer of faith will save the sick, the prayer of doubt might destroy the sick. I mean, there's another end to that. So what we realize, you gain the knowledge of God. People that do do not believe that healing is for today, how in the world can they ever enter into it? Because they don't have the knowledge of it. Oh yes, God's willing to heal them, but when they don't have the knowledge of it, God's willingness cannot be multiplied to them. You just can't believe for something you don't have knowledge of. The more you gain knowledge of God and how He operates, the more God becomes willing to do it. Because you know what taps God's willingness? Faith. Faith is what taps God's willingness. It's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. It's not the evidence of things seen. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is that evidence. So, yes, the Apostle Paul says that God has already said yes to all of the promises in the Bible. All of the promises are yes and amen, he says. In other words, that means God is willing that they all come to pass in your life. But we have to learn about them. Now, when you learn and gain the knowledge of God, it multiplies God's willingness to you. Grace and peace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things. Now, see, we're in verse 3 here in 2 Peter chapter 1. According as His divine power hath given. It's already done. See, it's not a matter of God doing something today. You know, somebody said, Oh, I hope God will do something for me sometime. Well, it's not a matter of God doing something. He's already done it. All that God's ever going to do about your physical, financial situation, He's already done. And here's the promise of it right here. But you see, if you haven't gained the knowledge of it, if you haven't understood that it's something that God has already done, He's already set in motion, it's already in store for you, it already belongs to you, then you'll probably never enter into it. Now see, this is where the lesson on authority comes in. Understanding your authority and your right of access to the promises of God. Now let's read this together. Grace and peace is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Now notice, it comes through the knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge of it, how are you going to enter into it? And then if you know about it and don't believe that you have authority to enter into it and call it into manifestation in your life, then you still probably won't enter into it. Now, it's not up to God, see. God's already done all He's going to do about it. He says, "...as according as His divine power hath given unto us all things." Now, the divine power of God is His Word. 
If you want to know what he's referring to here, he's talking about his word. The promises of God. He has given it to us through the promises. Now, verse 4 will bear this out where he says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, I've had people to say this to me. Well, now, you must thank your God. How can you just quote all these promises and just proclaim that they're yours and they'll come to you? How you must thank your God. You must thank you're divine. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not divine. But I'm a partaker of the divine nature. That's what he's saying right here. You can become a partaker of the divine nature. Now, notice it says you might be a partaker of the divine nature. If you believe... If you appropriate the promise and you act on your authority to gain what God has already given you. He hath already given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now you just check up on it and see if the Bible doesn't bear this out. Jesus already paid for it. God's already given it to us. Belongs to us. Now sometimes people will say, well, if it belongs to me, why don't I have it? Well, first of all, most people don't even know that it belongs to them. They don't have the knowledge of it, see. Therefore, they can't exercise any faith in it. And then, even if they had faith in it, some of them don't know that they have authority to call those things into existence by the promise of God. They think it's something God's going to have to do instead of something that they do. So, see, it's not a matter of whether God wants you to have it or doesn't want you to have it. I mean, that doesn't enter into it. God's already said it belongs to you. Now, there's always those that say, well, now, I just believe it this way. That if it's the will of God, it'll come. And if it's not the will of God, then it won't. We ought not try to get it. Well, now, let me ask you something. What happened to the children of Israel when they took that attitude? God said, I've given you the land. Go in and possess it. It's yours, belongs to you. Go in and possess it. And they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't say what God said. They sent spies in there, and the spies came back, ten of them came back and said, we're not able to take it. Why, we just can't do it. Joshua and Caleb came back and said, we're well able. Now, all of them saw the same thing. But you see, one quoted the devil, and the other quoted God. And faith cometh by hearing. The evil report that the ten spies brought back was that we're like grasshoppers in their sight, and so were we in our eyes. They're giants over there. Well, what'd that have to do with it? God said, I've given you the land. Now, this is a promise of God here. God's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby or by this means He has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, by these precious promises, we can become partakers of the divine nature of God. But, you see, we have to act on it. We have to do the Word of God. We have to act on God's promise and do what God said to do. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7504, 7504, Your Spiritual Authority. It's a 180-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. Now, this book, Your Spiritual Authority, was formerly entitled Authority in Three Worlds, so some of you may have it.
We've put a new cover on it. We've changed the title, and it'll be a blessing to you. It's entitled, Your Spiritual Authority. Now, here's some of the things we talk about in this. We talk about the fact that your body gives you authority on this planet. Man under authority is the title of the first chapter. Then chapter 2 is entitled, In His Image. Chapter 3 is dominion through words. Did you know that the Word of God gives you authority and dominion on this planet? Genesis chapter 1, God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. So dominion through words. We speak words based on the authority of the Word of God. Chapter 4 is keys to understanding the Bible. Chapter 5 is Noah's covenant. Chapter 6 is Abraham's covenant. Chapter 8 is authority of the body. Did you know that your body gives you authority on this planet? That's the reason Jesus had to be born with a flesh, blood, and bone body. Because it gave him authority here. But God anointed him after he was 30 years of age with healing power and the anointing of God to destroy the works of the devil. He had the authority to before he was 30. But when God anointed him, he began to destroy the works of the devil. That's your spiritual authority, 180-page paperback, for $11 plus $4 postage and handling. That's a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.